0: Star Wars 7x7 episode 1775 you know (laughs) I didn't plan the numbering it just happened that way we're here to celebrate a rather momentous occasion the 75th birthday of the maker himself George Lucas punch it Hey Rebel Razor. I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. You know... Round numbers are a little bit weird, right? I mean, you know, if it turns out that George Lucas, Heaven for Fend, dies next year, then 76 would have been the number of years, which means that 38 would have been a halfway point, right? And so we're looking at 75 as being three quarters of the way to 100, and nobody knows how long any of us is going to be here. So it's always a little strange in a way to mark these kinds of episodes, and yet, You know, the round numbers, the quarter numbers, you know, they seem to have some impact. And so we will stop for a moment to consider what's happened in not really 75 years because, I mean, I think, you know, if you have been a fan of Star Wars for any length of time, you have some level of appreciation for what George Lucas has contributed, not just to your own life, but to the world at large. But I think what is kind of... Really evolving and has been evolving even over the past year is an appreciation of just how involved Lucas still is in Star Wars, even though he sold the company, oh, what, not quite seven years ago. So that's what we're really going to focus on today. Just what Lucas has been doing in this interim period. I mean, he was supposed to sell the company and, in theory, right off into the sunset and decide that he was going to make very small movies in his garage, possibly metaphorical, possibly literal, and only show them to his friends. And, you know, there haven't been any rumors about films that he's made like that in this regard, and you would think that, just, you know, the internet machine being what it is, that even if footage never, you know, made it to the light of day, that somebody somewhere to whom he had showed this footage would have said something about it, and yet, no, uh, nothing like that has happened, instead it seems like he is still dabbling in the galaxy far, far away, it's just something that he cannot leave behind for one reason or another, or you know, maybe it's just that Lucasfilm, you keeps pulling him in, you know, the way they keep pulling the Godfather in, and I'll, you know, say that, but Really? Not too conversant with the Godfather movies myself, (laughs) in all honesty. So, yeah, I I can tell you that whole notion of, like, keep pulling him back in. It could be that as well. I'll start by reminding us all that it was October of 2012 that Lucas sold Lucasfilm to Disney, and it wasn't just the catalog of content that they had already created, it was also the promise of new content. In specific, rough treatments for episodes seven through nine for a new trilogy of Star Wars movies. And yeah, that work on developing those movies got underway rather quickly. In fact, Lucas was serving as a creative consultant in the later parts of 2012 and into January of 2013, J.J. Abrams was brought on board in late 2013, and Lucas was part of that decision-making as well. In the meantime, pre-production and concept design stuff had already begun, and Christian Alsmann, who was a concept designer and artist for The Force Awakens, drew an early, or actually created an early piece, not just drew, but... <laughs> He created an early piece of Luke Skywalker and... As he described it when he posted about this on Instagram many years later, in fact, after the release of The Last Jedi, he said that back in those early days, Luke had been described to him as a Colonel Kurtz type of character who had removed himself from the galaxy to go hide in a cave. And if you're not familiar with the character of Colonel Kurtz from Apocalypse Now, well, that character is pretty darn well insane for all intents and purposes. And so... Yeah, the idea of a Luke who is no longer heroic, who was actually, you know, quite the opposite, was a George Lucas idea that dates all the way back to the sale of Lucasfilm to Disney. Then you jump ahead to May of 2013, when Michael Arndt was brought on to write the screenplay, and... Worked on it for six months, couldn't quite crack it, said he would need another 18 months, and the production team said, yeah, we don't have that kind of time. And so they brought in Larry Kasdan to co-write with J.J. Abrams, and they famously walked around Santa Monica for hours and hours on end, breaking down the story and I think other locations too. And it seems like at this point, this is where the story sort of diverged from the ideas that Lucas must have had at least to some degree, and probably ended up informing Lucas's sort of backhand compliment that it was the movie that the fans would love The Force Awakens was. And, yeah, other more unfortunate comments like that old white slaver's business, but be that as it may, it doesn't seem like it deterred Lucas from being involved in any of the future movies. In fact, he visited the set of Rogue One and spent time with Gareth Edwards. He visited the set of The Last Jedi, and it was looking at all of the practical sets they were building and thinking like, oh, maybe you don't need this many practical sets, (laughs) actually, oddly enough, and of course was also on the set for Solo A Star Wars Story, so yeah, now we are hearing, of course, this year that he was involved with The Rise of Skywalker. Not only did Colin Trevorrow talk about his vision of the story with George Lucas, but Once Trevorrow was out and J.J. Abrams was back in, they had meetings with George Lucas to talk about the story as well. So, Lucas has been involved at some level with every single one of the five movies, including The Rise of Skywalker, that have been produced in the Disney era. Not only that, but at this point so far, he has also been involved with at least one of the two live-action series that are being produced for the Disney Plus direct-to-consumer streaming service. And here's what we know about that. John Favreau, who is the creator and showrunner for The Mandalorian, posted photos on his Instagram account showing Lucas on the set, so we know that there was a set visit. And Giancarlo Esposito, who is an actor in The Mandalorian, we don't know what role he's playing yet, has been interviewed and talked about the fact that Favreau has spent time with Lucas talking about the story of The Mandalorian, and sort of implied that Lucas might have actually been more involved in the development of. Of the series than we all necessarily know. You know whether that's the case, uh, you know, I mean, it's hard to say because, of course, you know, this had to have been developed for quite a while before casting would have ever begun, so it's hard to know for sure just how much Esposito actually knows about this situation, but certainly seeing Lucas on set and talking with Favreau about different story elements, well, you know, you gotta take that into consideration at some level. And there are three additional elements that We haven't heard any information about as far as whether Lucas has been involved with these particular projects as well, but it may still yet be early days as far as that goes, and I'll explain further after the breaks. Stay tuned for that. Hey there. If you're enjoying all the coverage that I'm bringing you from Star Wars Celebration and what I do every single day for you at Star Wars 7x7, I hope you'll consider putting something in the tip jar at patreon.com/sw7x7. $1, 327, 501 or more. Honestly, every little bit helps, and every little bit is just as exciting as every other little bit. Please consider supporting me in the work of delivering Star Wars stories and interviews to you on a daily basis at patreon.com sw7x7. Welcome back. So the three other situations, I guess technically if you wanted to really spread it around, you could call it five, but I really want to just say three situations where we haven't heard about a Lucas involvement just yet includes the Cassian Andor live action series, which is going into production later this year, which means it's in pre-production right now. That tends to be a little bit early as far as when Lucas has gotten involved in things ever since The Force Awakens. I mean, The Force Awakens was the only thing where he was really involved in the pre-production, it seems like, and, you know, now the rise of Skywalker, but it seems like that those are sort of extraordinary examples, but Rogue One, Last Jedi, and Solo doesn't seem like he was involved in pre-production phases of those, necessarily. But it's... Possible that he could get involved with the Cassian Andor series when it gets to the actual production side of things and set visits and whatnot, but probably not just yet. Additionally, there's the Clone Wars Season 7 project that's coming to Disney Plus also in November of this year. And he was deeply involved in the Clone Wars series back in the late Aughts, the late 2000s, early 2010s, and so you would think that there would have been some consultation with him about that, and certainly Dave Filoni has a very close relationship with George Lucas, and so I expect that we will hear something about Lucas's involvement in that last, that last hurrah for the Clone Wars, but yeah, so far we haven't heard anything just yet. And lastly, I'll say the charting of the next phase of Star Wars movies. So yes, we could say untitled Star Wars movie 2022, untitled Star Wars movie 2024, et cetera, et cetera. But really what it comes to is the fact that Kathleen Kennedy and Story Group have been talking about the next 10 years and beyond of Star Wars movie development and whether Lucas would be involved with those ideas, potentially, yeah, I find the possibility of that rather intriguing. You know, it's really a wide-open situation, what they could be exploring in those new movies and any other live-action situations, any other animated situations that they want to pursue. I mean... You know, there's been so much in the expanded universe timeline that's been explored over thousands of years, and right now the canon universe timeline is really small. It's only about 120 years for the new canon timeline, with the earliest story being Dooku Jedi Lost right now, which goes into the early days of Count Dooku as a child, and then going as far ahead as the rise of Skywalker at this point. In references, particularly in animation and also sn- Sneakily in the background of The Last Jedi to events that happened thousands of years prior to what we know of the Star Wars timeline. So there's a lot of possibility. There are a lot of doors that have been just kind of cracked open just a little bit and you know, the potential for future filmmakers like Benioff and Weiss and Ryan Johnson and who knows who else to be able to walk through. And it seems like George Lucas is going to be there when these other filmmakers start walking through those doors and start exploring eras of the canon timeline that go beyond that roughly 120-year span, whether it's before that, whether it's far off into the future, whatever it is, it certainly seems that Lucas is not just leaving it alone. He is actually still keeping tabs on his creation and offering his feedback every so often whenever you know, people who are creating new Star Wars stories are looking for it and welcoming it and taking it For what it's worth and doing their own thing. Which is, you know, exactly what is ultimately going to keep Star Wars vibrant and alive. Long past the days when you and I go off gently or not so gently into that good night. And future generations do as well. Star Wars is going to be told for a long time beyond ours. And Lucas is certainly making sure that he's doing what he can to not just step away and, you know, leave it alone and say, nope, I'm done, you know, I sold it and I'm done. He's doing his best to contribute his knowledge to help this new generation of Star Wars storytellers get off to the best start possible. And so for that, as well as everything else he has done in the past 75 years, we all have a tremendous debt of gratitude to share with George Lucas and, you know... Uh, What else do you say except thank you? Thank you so much to George Lucas for everything that he has given to so many millions of people. And, you know, I, on behalf of our humble little Star Wars 7x7 team and fans all over the world, would just love to say happy birthday, George, and I hope you're having a fabulous time and know how well and deeply you are loved by so many millions of people in this world. And that is going to do it for today's episode of the show. Thank you so much for joining me for it. And as always, may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other related Star Wars items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the Force be with them. All original content is copyright 2019 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.